Hello and welcome to The Three Amigos, episode 16 in season 5. I'm your host, Mars, and I'm joined as always by my amiga Kylie and my amigo PJ. Guys, it feels like it's been, I don't know, 40 billion years, as Kylie said on, on, on Twitter. How are we doing? Was it 84 years, uh, according to the meme? <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> PJ was saying, you know, it kind of feels like the longest it's ever felt. It really feels like it's that summer break between seasons when there's no football on and everyone's just <laughs> forgotten but but i think it's been worse because it's it's been fucking january as well so no one's really doing anything i think during the summer people naturally go on holidays there's other sports on you know there's often like you know, excuse me I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do i'm gonna do a clop here there's a small competition in africa called the afcon people are watching something on the tv in the summer afcon yeah. has been fantastic Martin, it's been scintillating. Playing, people are playing virtual FPL. I mean, just well, I mean, we have that's... descended. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I just don't understand the concept of virtual FPL. Does this make me really like boring? But what? There are, I, I saw. I saw. I saw a thread earlier by someone. I'm obviously not going to name them. Who who posted a twenty tweet thread of simulations, virtual simulations, ready for the virtual FPL game of what is already an existing virtual fantasy game. <laughs> Listen, I, just, I just don't understand. The guy who the guy who does it is a fantastic guy. And he's the, the one that runs live FPL. And I absolutely have no issue with him or it. It's just not for me. In fact, Randy sums up exactly how I feel. Randy Shafter. No question for me this week, but I do have one request. If I ever start playing virtual FPL, will you please honor my wishes and have me put down? Nothing against the game, but it's absolutely not for me. And I feel exactly like Randy does because, yeah. But yes, look, um, it's been long. It's been a very, I think the worst, for me, the worst thing about it is it's in the middle of a game week. It's like you just want the game week to finish. It's, it's the hope that kills you. Those, those those of us who still have King PJ, because others don't, are, others, are, hoping, yeah. <laughs> <me>. <laughs> are hoping for that miraculous hat trick. That's never going to come, by the way. Lucky to get a two-pointer. But that, that is the most annoying thing for me anyway. Anyway, listen, let's, uh, as we usually do, we'll look quickly at our scores, but it's in, uh, in the middle of a game week. Actually, Benny Blanco, Benny Blanco 40 says, what game week is it? Benny, believe me, it's still game week 23. I know, I know. We are going into game week 24. But at the moment, PJ, you're you're topping with 35 points, no hits. And you've got King and uh, one and only McNeil, probably the one and only owner of McNeil, live owner anyway. I've Just not him. discovered another owner. This is quite exciting, <laughs> particularly given how big FBL Twitter is. Paul not, not owns, one person I, I, I think come Paul forward. does. Paul. McNeil well, and the McNeil household. Yeah, Why, I know, what, what but he's renegade. Your, uh, what possessed your visionary partner well, to, he... uh, by Dwight McNeil? Because <laughs> he he's a bit of a renegade. He goes he goes a bit rogue. Uh, does quite he often. does he does he follow me on Twitter, Kylie? It's okay to say. Uh, no, he's the one. Remember that one time when you got in lots of trouble with everyone over Watkins and uh, Paul <laughs> sent me a message and was like, "Oh, some fella called Hindu Monkey <laughs> was talking about it," and then I was like, "That's PJ." He does. Oh, you know, you, my, my, my sister, my sister linked me to that the other day, just randomly. Because, um, uh, it was when I was taking a Twitter break 
and she was a bit confused as to why my Twitter was down. I don't mean she realised that you could like deactivate. <laughs> and so she Googled me and she was like, why do I Google you? There's all this <laughs> stuff about you and this guy called Ollie Watkins. It's better than his sister seeing him naked on Twitter. That was up for like five minutes, okay? Five minutes. Hey, somebody could have taken a video of it and put that. it on with. <laughs> Um, right after PJ's is me with 30, 30 minus minus a four with King to go, and Kylie you are uh, third with thirty four minus eight, and unfortunately no players because uh, Dennis was a menace. And far from my worst game week this season, so there you have it. There we go. And do you um, want to know what makes it worse? The whole thing is that I was staunchly captaining KDB, who I brought in um, this week, uh, right up until. I had some kind of mental breakdown about five seconds before the deadline. This keeps happening. <laughs> I, these deadlines are killing me, right? And, uh, you know, the, the sort of after work Friday deadlines are so not good for my decision making um, <laughs> because I then just changed it to Dennis, even though I was adamant I wasn't going to do that. And so it was like, of course, Dennis got sent off. Like what else would happen? <laughs> Uh, and and for the, for the, some people are actually confused. They don't think Dennis misses a game. He does. He misses the bet. Uh, yes, there are people who are confused. Dennis will not play the next game, but he'll be be available the next game week. That's why he's not red. When you look at your team for next game week, he'll be red. If you look at your scores this game week, there's a difference. Um, anyway, we PJ take us through the the league of the real players in FPL, please. The three amigos league. Yeah, thank you, Mars. The current top five, and I'm going to go down to number six because a good friend of our pod is currently at number six, Jimmy McLaren, who many of our listeners will know. Uh, Dicing with death is a uh, go up to on, number Jimmy. Six. Fantastic nice stuff. Wow. Um, the top five above him are uh, Jamie Tufts with RRB, Christopher Marshall with Izzy Wizzy Gatwan Busy. Uh, in third place, Jimmy Hill with Allison Chains, and in second, the tepid template. Alex Gray Davis. Continuing to be number one is James S with the now changing name uh, currently going as Larry of Breast. I'm just, again, I'm missing uh, perhaps an attempt at sexual humour there, but, you know, he's 19th overall in the entire world, so we'll let him off. Well done, James. Yeah, we have to let him off. <laughs> 19th, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Oh, if only he's as good as naming his teams as he is at the FPL. What was the last one? Ben Meadover? Yeah. 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 I mean, that made more Larry the Breast? Larry the Breast? Yeah, I... I know. Larry A. Breast. No. Don't no. go back in my heart was, was, was the a classic. Yeah, that's yeah. one. Change yeah, it back yeah. to that, James. Come on. <laughs> if you're listening, change it back. Don't go back in my heart. <laughs> All right. Don't do oh, that again, God. PJ. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> uh, Right, so um, actually we don't have a rant. We're all chilled because it's been, uh, the, the one thing that I made sure that I did is really just um, take a break from talking about FPL, even though my wildcard is active, but I did it right at the beginning and I just, you know, check it once in a while, see if I fancy something, any immediate price rises or... The best thing, the best thing about okay. the break, actually, just a quick mention to the AFCON, it has been, the AFCON has been absolutely amazing. The, the upsets, the uh, normally we watch it to laugh at the keepers and they have been amazing. There has been some amazing saves. The Sierra Leone keeper, Sierra, Sierra Leone became my second team just because of their keeper. Absolutely fantastic. The, the whole thing 
has been brilliant and um, you know we've got got a couple more games to go there but that's it no rant so we're all chilled let's jump into the topics guys so um, we're gonna quickly just uh, have a, a roundup Kylie because we're in the middle of uh, of this lull and uh, uh, at Bitter and Stout, uh, Mike, uh, our friend Mike, uh, basically said, um, uh, am I, um, uh, Bitter and Stout, yeah, at Mike underscore Jeski, he said, I, uh, if it's not too late, may I ask if I've spent my interload time properly? And he's there uh, driving around, basically, on a, on a quad bike or something that looks like a quad bike, just uh, never ending, basically going around in circles. And it feels like we've been going around in circles with this break. But, um, Kylie, there's been some information that dropped onto us. And I think a nice, uh, you love summarising stuff. So why don't you tell us what, what is it that is definite? Um, uh, plus that strong rumour that we heard today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, okay. There's a lot of conjecture on Twitter, as we know, about what may or may not happen in coming weeks. We have so many doubles to happen. It's completely unprecedented um, in terms of the doubles that are to happen. Um, I think actually before we even get into that, it's, it's probably worth noting that since we last uh, podcasted that there has actually been a change in the, the rules around postponements and, and how to actually get a postponement to happen. Um, so now you need to have four players with active COVID cases in order to get a game postponed. Obviously, before that, there was a lot of ambiguity around these rules, and it seemed as though maybe you just needed like one case of COVID and then others might be injuries or various other things. Um, so there was a lot of gray area there, therefore resulting in a considerable number of postponements and some teams with upwards of four games to be played. Um, that has now been changed. So I think what we're going to see is uh, a lot more continuity in terms of games being played as expected. That, of course, doesn't mean that we can't have postponements if we have a major outbreak, but it should help with the planning to a degree. You obviously do need to keep out, uh, an eye out for, for further information on doubles and so on. So what we do know at this point is that uh, as far as blanks are concerned, we have in game week 24, so the, the game week ahead, we have Brighton and Chelsea missing out. And this is due to Chelsea playing in the uh, Club World Cup. Then in game week 25, we have Chelsea and Arsenal missing out. And then in 27, Chelsea and Arsenal again alongside Liverpool and Leicester. So Chelsea in particular are missing three fixtures over the, the next period. So that's a major issue for people who might still have Alonso or Rudiger and Arsenal. A lot of us have Ramsdale, for instance. So it, it's something that you're going to have to consider. And the Brighton blank is particularly noteworthy for people given that he's following up his Game Week 24 blank with a Game Week 25 double. Uh, they've got Watford and United in game week 25. United, the other team obviously doubling, have Southampton and Brighton. They're the only uh, two teams with a double fixture in game week 25, um, unless there's somehow another uh, few that drop in. That's what we know at this point. Then in game week 26, and this one is not officially official, but 
it certainly looks like it's going to be confirmed any day now, is that Liverpool and Leeds have a fixture that will be dropping into game week 26. So that will leave Liverpool playing Norwich and Leeds, which is obviously going to be a very appealing combination of fixtures for people who will undoubtedly have uh, Salah back in their teams at that point and potentially looking at a triple captain. The combination for Leeds isn't quite as compelling. Uh, It's United and Liverpool, but I think it's quite exciting that we're starting to see some of these fixtures drop in. As I said, there are so many more fixtures to go that the expectation is over the next period, we're going to see a lot of them dropping in. So as always, keep your eyes peeled for more information. Fantastic uh, summary, Kay. Yeah, I actually reached out to some of my uh, uh, Liverpool friends, season ticket holders, to see if they, why, where did this rumour come from? Um, to see like if there's been a communication about tickets or something like that, but nothing. Obviously, there are big, multiple big accounts that are saying this. So there must be uh, uh, murmurs within the Liverpool camp or something that that will drop. And it happened before. We knew, we heard about United uh, double before it actually became official uh, because of people talking about it or the manager dropping hints. Um, so yeah, well, like you said, it's not confirmed, but it looks very likely because Liverpool basically have a big gap. They have a week in between the games, even though there's a obviously the uh, the Carlin Cup, uh, the Caboero Cup final on the Sunday, but still, nonetheless, there's a bit a, a week gap. So I can see them uh, uh, definitely see that game dropping there. Um, some thought it could be the Arsenal game, but like I said, it looks like strong rumours that is going to be um, the Leeds one. But thank you for that, uh, Kylie. Um, PJ, the window, this is probably the busiest, craziest transfer window, um, winter window anyway, that I remember for a while. It's usually very quiet. So can you, uh, in your in your uh, style, summarise to us the the big signings and the ones to watch out for, please. Yeah, thanks, Marzi. Well, it's a, a bit of a mix of players who've obviously kind of changed clubs, um, like kind of Burn, kind of going from Brighton to Newcastle. And, um, you know, Dini obviously has kind of gone over to, uh, you know, to Villa. But, you know, by and large, there's been a lot of kind of new players coming in. And it's been a real mixture of kind of old favourites and players who... Can are... I just clarify that it's not Troy Deeney, it's Lucas Dinia that went to Aston Villa. Just... just... Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Luca, not T-roll, whatever you want to Luca. call him. You know, he'll be going nowhere near my team or whatever. He's definitely on the, uh, on the Swan list. So... Um, obviously, the standout ones were probably involving involving kind of Liverpool, both both kind of past and present. You know, Coutinho going to kind of Villa. He's obviously been there for a couple of weeks already. People were very excited. Um, scored a brilliant goal for Brazil. Seven million. Villa have multiple games in hand, so so he's he's clearly on a lot of people's radar. But I think the other two standouts are obviously Luis Diaz, um, which I assume you're you're pretty excited by because he's in a position where you've been you've been short of recently, and obviously you look short at the moment with Mane and Salah, uh, and he looks a he looks a really exciting prospect and pretty generously priced at that kind of eight million bracket. How many games he's going to play? I you know I don't know that that front three 
looks pretty set even before you add Firmino in who kind of gets minutes as well alongside them rotating so Diaz has got some work to do to kind of break into that but I think he's, he's a great signing for you particularly given your squad is kind of your first yeah. certainly is pushing pushing upwards the, in age on the Diaz one it, it's, it's an interesting one I, I heard about this and I thought we were going to go for the summer obviously as been mentioned Spurs are raging Spurs went ahead and tried to get him they nearly got him we heard about it pushed for it, brought it forward. I think it's it. we did that because of Spurs' interest, but we knew he wanted to come to us. The, but it, it, it also, I think, now it depends on him in a way. You know, Klopp likes to, to gel the players in, take time. He's been an international. I don't see him getting in the team yet. And I then see him playing big part this uh, for the next few uh, months until the summer where he gets a full... Uh, pre-season and then we'll see what's happening with Mane, Firmino, Salah all going into their final year of contract so I could see one going and I, I don't want to lose any of them but realistically one might go. Um, will Diaz play in between? I think it depends. If he gets the minutes and he settles and he's he, he's hit the ground running, yes and then we'll start with UC rotation because we, we have eight games this month. Just, just this month we have eight games um, and like you said we've We've we needed more. We, we needed fresh competition uh, uh, up top, uh, but I think he's more one definitely for next season, uh, FPL wise. Great. Anyway, um, yeah, carry on. So obviously a lot of talk about um, Wout Weghorst at Burnley, um, uh, the giant unvaccinated man who's uh, obviously kind of come in and looks to obviously be taking the place of kind of Chris Wood and go straight into that team looks exactly on paper like the type of player who Burnley Burnley need um, because they cross the ball a lot. They're a big kind of physical long ball team anyway. So not to do them a disservice, but him with Cornet often could could potentially be a really good, you know, a really good option. So so they're definitely one to watch. Obviously, um, nobody can buy him before the Watford game. So you've got a great opportunity to buy him knowing that his ownership is a zero. So I watch him when his ownership is a zero. And then they've got Man United away after that, which people probably aren't going to dive on either. So you've got a couple of games to see how he looks straight away. And then the Everton boys are really interesting. Obviously, two players who've not got a lot of game time over the last couple of years, and Deli Ali and Donny van der Beek coming into that Everton. The thing which the thing which slightly puts me off them is their price, is that they're, they're not, you know, they're actually more expensive than kind of Gray and Decore, who have kind of already been there and picking up points. So again, new manager bounce, two attacking players. I think I'd need to see how Lampard set those players up. Then, you know. Got to have a word for Christian Eriksen at Brentford, you know, to obviously come back from a state um, that obviously was was the kind of World Cup, you know, heart stopped, just genuine, like, you know, phenomenal kind of one of these kind of sporting moments to kind of come back, play in the Premier League. Can he, you know, can he come on? He's obviously not played in a long time, favourably priced in a Brentford team who who still need to kind of kick on and get some points. I think he's probably probably not one to buy now, but I think 27 to 30, Brentford have a really nice run of, of kind of Norwich, Newcastle, Burnley. I think it might be in a row. So if he's fit and starting for them at 5.5, I, I, think, it's a, I think it's a fantastic option. I think uh, he is probably for everyone, not only a nostalgic pick that, you know, we all loved during that kind of heyday era with Son, Kane, Ali and Ericsson. But after everything that happened, I think we're all just really hoping that 
this stint at Brentford works for him and that, you know, he can continue to sort of play football and and manage his health okay. I would love to see him do well, just, you know, on a human level. Yeah, I think I think I think we all would. I think we all would. And it resonated. I mean, my partner couldn't have less interest in football. And, you know, even she was like, oh, that Ericsson guy, you know, he's coming back to play in the Premier League. What do you think about that? And, you know, he'll get a big cheer and yeah, absolutely fantastic. I, I think we'd love him to do well. And um, finally, I think just touch upon a couple of a uh, couple of clubs kind of down the bottom. Obviously, Newcastle have signed um, a, a lot of players, both kind of internal within the league. Um, uh, Bruno Gomez looks to be a top player in the kind of midfield as well. Obviously, they'd already signed Wood, Trippier, and, and I mentioned Burn. So, is that going to be enough to keep them up? I'm not sure. But and then kind of Watford as well. So Watford have signed Samuel Kalou, Edu Kayambi. Hassan Kamira and Samir. And if anyone can tell me who the fuck any of those players are, they know a lot more about football than I am. I mean, seriously, who are those people? I don't know. How big is their squad? Seriously. Um, I swear knows? they buy like eight players every window. And I mean, the other thing that's that's not, you know, sort of touched on the, the transfer window and players and everything, but I mean, the other thing that that's happened in the meantime in this extremely long break is that Watford did something incredibly out of character and sacked another manager. So Never. Uh, never, right? Like <laughs> they change managers more than people actually change the linens on their bed. It's uh, it's ridiculous. Like they're so... Did their players even meet the managers? Have they even signed? I mean, Hodgson can't <laughs> find any of those players. No, no most of them, no. no. All of them came with and- Ranieri for Ranieri. They're wheeling, they're wheeling Hodgson out. I thought he was retired. Like, come on. <laughs> they're literally going to wheel him out. Bless wheeling, him. come on, come on. I mean, it's not that much of a stretch, okay? The man is, you know. Hodgson will try and make them tight and uh, hopefully use the pace of King and uh, He'll be counter. hoping for their first clean sheet. I don't have to start. In about three I, I, years. I, I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what he'll be hoping for. Oh, yeah, first of all, lots of people will have Foster, so they'd want him to play because a lot had De Gea and put him on the bench. So, yeah, that is is, is pretty much it. There's nothing. There's a few other, like, little kind of squad players, but there's not, you know, there's not been... Just this for the Spurs Spurs players. Yeah, I don't think it's actually that as exciting a, a transfer window as people make out. I think, obviously, we've been... We haven't had any kind of thing happen in January for a long time. They signed think, two players, two international. One of them scored for Uruguay. I think there was also a lot of a transfer window, in my view, made to look a little bit bigger because there was quite a few, you know, what what might have been ones. Obviously, the, the kind of Liverpool one that fell through the Arsenal of uh, trying to sign that, um, you know, the Swedish wonder kid for like 76 million. Isaac. Isaac. Um, and then obviously the whole kind of bizarre Aubameyang, um, uh, you know, trying to pay a homage <laughs> Peter to Peter Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> what the hell? And Barca falling for it. So, you know. No, but seriously, are you going to mention the Spurs guys or are you just going to gloss over them? I, I can't, I don't, I, I can't pronounce the Spurs guys. So I didn't <laughs> well, really want to, <laughs> I didn't, I'm just staring at the guy's name. Betrocoli, I think, or something like that. Is that what, one of Betrocoli is the Uruguay, Uruguayan? Yeah, and Dejan Kulosevsky. Let's just call him Dejan. It's fine. Yeah, He's Swedish. Dejan, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, actually, FPL Swede uh, played with him apparently when when they were in the same team when they were uh, at a young age. Or played against him, and he scored. He said he said what he usually leaves out is that he scored like a hat trick against him or something like that, uh, which is interesting. Um, he's very in the same way that uh, Raptor played with Carl Walker Peters and Maitland Niles. 
Uh, basically, yes. Yeah, okay, just checking. <laughs> right, thank you, PJ, for that uh, summary and apologies for the Spurs uh, fans that are listening. Um, nothing against your team, it's just PJ doesn't know how to pronounce them. Um, right, so now we're done with the summaries. Let's let's talk a little bit of, of tactics. Uh, uh, Kylie, as you mentioned and rightly mentioned, with the new rules and potentially going into, well, in February still winter, but going into, into the, sp- the, the spring um, you'd imagine or hope the numbers of COVID cases will drop. Um, it will always be interesting when they come back from a break or international, they're all on holidays. So let's let's see what happens. But hopefully, as you mentioned, there'll be less postponements and we'll be we'll start thinking about planning at least the short term rather than game week to game week. Andre at Andre L O three one three says, I want to ask you about word though. Good, thank you. Uh, but I would like to know what your chip strategy plans are for the rest of the season. So, Andre, I mean, look, I don't know about the rest of the season, but what, what we're going to touch on quickly is our our rough provisional plans based on what we know right now. You know, what, what Kylie mentioned earlier, we know there's going to be a blank week in 27 because of the Cup. We know there's going to be a big uh, blank in 30 because of the FA Cup. Um, and obviously, there will be lots of doubles that that um come in between so um i'll, I'll start so basically I, i've decided and, and we'll we'll touch on when we think we're going to play the wild card so i decided early on that uh, during the the last game week that i'm going to play my my wild card i <clears throat> my bench needed uh rejigging and a uh, few players that i wanted to bring in i was taking a lot of hits and i just thought i don't want to rush a wild card and I can build a team that can attack the immediate games and try and guess what players I can bring in that will have games. As as mentioned by Kylie, we know the teams that are miss that are going to be um, missing games and doubling. And what I try to do, which a lot of us will have any in any case, is bring players to allow me to swap them for other players at similar price range. For example, Ronaldo has a double 25, then hopefully Kane doubles in 26, one transfer. I don't have to do two moves if I didn't have one of them, etc., etc. That So, yeah, so uh, that's why I decided to wildcard. Really, it's just I'm a, I'm a bit behind of where I want to be and I needed to attack something. Um, change a lot of plays. And my, my wildcard actually changed based on the news today. Uh, the interesting piece, which a lot of people are discussing, and I want to quickly have a discussion about it, is which way, what, what to do with Liverpool. Two defenders and, a, and Salah stroke Jota, or Salah Jota plus a defender. So actually, on, when I first started, it was Robertson TA and Jota keeping money for Salah. But with the news uh, about, about the double, um, actually changed it, because I think, I think these are two games that we can, we can score in. And also... Um, I just realised that if I have Trent and Robbo, my my midfield is quite weak because I like big attackers and I wanted five five strong midfielders. So it's actually back now to, at the moment, it's Jota and Trent. And there's enough, I've got, it, it's a debate between going KDB, then Bruno for the double, then go to Salah or because I don't want to pencil transfers in because we don't know what other doubles will go. I might just go Bruno and then switch to Salah, and I know that's one transfer. And then if Kane is doubling, I go from Ronaldo to Kane or whatever. 
I'm trying to. So I, I brought in Rafinha because I, I didn't have him before. But although I don't think they are the best fixtures, I will still want him in a double. So instead of me saying I'll buy him in 26, I brought him in now. I have a, a Brighton player. I don't know if I'll play them, to be honest. I'm not really enthused by their double. Um, but that's what I try to do. Villa players. I have Villa players because I know they're going to double at some stage. Not really sure in Everton yet. And I personally prefer the Villa fixtures to Everton fixtures. But the, the manager bounce, and if their double comes first, I can swap again Watkins to DCL, uh, Dinier to uh, I don't know if I want an Everton defender, um, etc. So that's what I try to, to do with, with my team. Um, guys, I don't want to talk too much. I just want to touch on the Liverpool one um, and uh, just roughly about the structure that I have. Um, where would you what would you do with Liverpool if you were wildcarding or what's your plan with Liverpool and when do you think you're going to be using your wildcard next uh, PJ I'll come to you first thanks Mars I, I would having having just watched Liverpool and uh, I think with the kind of chaos that we've endured over the last few weeks I'm very much firmly in the kind of I or grass FC camp at the moment and so with that in mind Robbo would would definitely be in my team so I would definitely be going Robbo Trent and and, and obviously then making way for Salah I don't have a problem with Jota and money in the bank for Salah being a potential option but I would definitely long term want that I, I obviously already have Jota, Salah and Trent and I think if you do that, it's too much to ask to make two transfers to kind of move it around. But if I was on a wild card, that, that, that's definitely what I'd do. In terms of playing my own wild card, I'm, I'm, you know, it's definitely kind of kind of late as possible for me. Obviously, slightly different situation to you. I was struggling kind of four or five weeks ago, but I've I've kind of rallied since then. Um, kind of mainly due to obviously the kind of the Bruno captaincy being such a differential as it was a couple of weeks ago and that followed by kind of Bowen. And then I think there was another one, I've, you know, I've hit three kind of big captains in, in a row. And ironically this week, Josh King in comparison to Dennis feels like a big, uh, a big captain, um, unless something, you know, pretty horrific kind of happens, um, happens on yeah. Saturday. So- I remember we, we were talking about how close we were. In, you, you were saying me, you and Don, I think were similar. And then like you said, you hit those two captains. I didn't. And now, 40, 60 points difference, it's just, it shows the huge difference yeah, in big, the swings in the captain. captain swing. So because yeah. of that, I'm not, in a, I'm not in a rush to do anything. I, I want to play my wild card. I'm very, very set on the fact that I want to play my wild card before I play my bench boost this season. Um, so that's, well, either likely, I think there's going to be a moment around kind of week kind of 30, 31, or kind of at the very end of the season, week 36, 37. I am not playing a wild card and then building for a bench boost or anything like that. I like the bench boost chip. I do think it's been a bit devalued due to the disruption over the past couple of seasons and people have forgot about how valuable it can be. But what is not valuable is when you are trying to build and build and build uh, and you exclude form players and, and kind of all this sort of stuff, trying to do it over four or five weeks. So... I want to get it get it out of the way as soon as I as soon as I walk. So that, that's that's the way I'll be doing it. I'll probably be muddled throughing. I'm quite happy taking hits. I've taken a minus four, you know, every week, a minus eight some weeks for the last kind of five or six game weeks, and it's not really been a detriment because if you're hitting the players, that's yeah, what matters definitely. at the end of the day. So I, it's such. I, I just love. Can I can I just, I just want to finish with what I love is that there is no fucking clear strategy whatsoever because there are going to be so many little blanks and little doubles between now and right up at the end of the season. There are so many ways that this can go. So, yeah. you know, whilst obviously 
triple captaining Salah in game week 2026 20, looks looks pretty standout. That's pretty much it. All the rest, and we've already seen that over the last three or four weeks, um, to greater and to lesser degrees on this own pod, with probably myself and Kylie being at opposite ends of those kind of variants. That could all change again in the next three or four weeks. There are going to be so yeah. many swings. And I think that's great because two, three years ago, I remember us all saying, we're all going to bench boost this week. We're all going to free hit this week. We're all going to wild card this week. And everyone did it. And what happens is that everyone was in 20 to 30 points of each other. So I'd, I'd much rather it this way around. Where yeah, definitely. So many different, definitely. So many different yeah. points. Kylie, what about you? Some people are talking about 28 because of the fixture swing with United and Brighton, etc. to play a wild card. Um, you just played your free hit. So you still, ha- as us, have one free hit and a wild card. When are you thinking and what's your thoughts on Liverpool? Um, so truth be told, I haven't made a decision yet on on when I'm going to wildcard. And, and part of that is because obviously we've got certain news dropping in now and we're only now just coming out of this chaos, we, we hope coming out of this chaos of being forced to make decisions on a week-by-week basis with, with no real reward for long-term planning. So for me, you know what, last week I, I would have said I, I needed to wildcard. I did take an eight-point hit while Dennis was part of that and that was unfortunate. I am happy with the moves that I've made. There's a little bit more that I want to do, but I kind of want to steady the ship a bit. So while I understand the appeal of wildcarding this week, it's not entirely ap- appealing to me. Um, but I won't. I don't think I'll leave it until the the sort of latter, latter part of the season as I have historically because I think I want to steady the ship a little bit and then try and attack relatively early to still have a good period to try and improve my season. So 28, early 30s is probably about where I'll land, but I really need to have a, a, a look at uh, at how things are shaping out. Hopefully we'll start to see a little bit more news about upcoming doubles and blanks that will help finesse that decision. Uh, I completely agree with PJ's point about there being way more scope to play a different game now because of the fact that it is pretty much impossible for everyone to take the same sort of approach. I mean, you, you will get people who will play major chips in certain weeks because that seems to be relatively logical, but there's going to be all these tiny doubles and blanks and you're going to have to navigate those in different ways. So I think it lends itself to uh, less of a, a sort of template, hopefully, and therefore an opportunity for people to gain some more ground. In terms of Liverpool, I very strongly want Robbo, uh, like PJ, actually, um, and it is based on form over uh, over anything else. Having watched him the last few games, he just really looks on it at the moment. And the fact that he had a ban in between didn't really stop his form at all. He just kind of picked it straight back up again. So I think he's obviously more of a differential than Jota as well. So for me, I currently have Jota and Trent and plenty of money to get Salah back in. So what I will probably end up doing is actually doing Jota to Salah and bringing Robbo in. That obviously could backfire because Jota is still absolutely capable of doing really well. 
I just think for me at the moment, it makes more sense to be getting uh, Robo in. Defense is also an area of weakness in my team because I still have Livramento and Duffy who I need to be moving on. So I think with all the money floating around, that is the direction that I will be going in. And it is a point of difference because lots of people will still have Jota Trent and then bring in Salah on top, particularly with a double landing in. So that point of difference is something that I frankly need at the moment. Yeah, definitely. Look, I, I get it. Like I said, I had Robo and Trent to start with. Um, I'm still not sure 100% on our defence, personally, and I know Robo has been absolutely fantastic. It's weird. I never really have him in, in, in FBL. Uh, but but like I said, I think um, it, for me, it, it ended up with the combination. It was uh, like Robo and uh, a 4.5 midfielder or Rafinha and a, and, and a, and a Spurs defender uh, who but I know I think- will double suit. I think see, part so. of the thing is, Mars, is that you, you love going heavy on forwards, right? And Indeed. I don't. I don't, right? So that makes it slightly different. Um, and I do feel like there are an abundance of really compelling midfield options at the moment. So I quite like the idea of not actually using two of my midfield slots for Salah and Jota, just to get a bit more diversity. So yeah, in yeah, my no, particular absolutely. team, it, it fits. He fits in, but I think the good thing is that we now, with Robbo being back in form, it does give an opportunity for people to go in it a different direction depending on what suits their team. Because before, you know, it, it really was just Trent, Jota, and Salah, and everyone had them. Because yes, not because and of I choice, think, but lack of option. I think it also uh, depends on on Salah news, and let's let's quickly touch on that. If I see that he's back. And I believe that he will. Um, I know. I know PJ's thoughts on that, but just hear me out. The finals on Sunday. We will know Monday if he's taking time off or if he's back in Liverpool. If he's back in Liverpool, to me, it means that he'll probably be on the bench and then start against Burnley. So I might just bring him in, allow Jota, and go Robo and Trent with him. The reason I have Jota is because my concern is Salah misses Leicester, bench against Burnley, and those two games without a Liverpool attacker. So on a wild card, I have to think about that. Do I go with him? Do, do I go with without one, or do I go? Robbo, with, with... but that's not really strictly true because you know, Robbo and Trent are Liverpool attackers. They're Liverpool attackers who also happen to oh, be yeah, defenders, abs- but they are Liverpool attackers. They absolutely. literally get half your assists. Yeah, Ab- and Robbo's been absolutely. more prolific than Shotter as well. I mean, we have to remember Robbo in the last few games. Yes, absolutely. Before that, no. And Jota was more. Well, it's but a yes. quite good stretch, though. It's not like it's a couple of games. Like, he did have a ban in between. But actually, I, I was reading something crazy about, you know, how many assists plus a goal he's got in, like, the last eight matches. It's like seven assists and a goal. I, I don't know what it is. But Yeah, yeah. He's, I mean, he got a hat-trick of assists, I think, at some, some stage or something like that. But, yeah, good, good. So, so okay. So, I mean, it's it's that's as much as we can discuss, really. I mean... As as a wild card uh, with the wild card active, obviously I was hoping for more news about doubles to drop to be able to pick up those, um, just to help me with with the decision on certain players where where it's fifty fifty. If I know a player is definitely doubling, I would go there. But um, yeah, let's see. We still have a week before before it even kicks off, so plenty of time. Now let's uh, jump into the listener questions because we have a few uh, funny ones and and good ones, and we do want to apart from Liverpool, do want to go into details because there's some specific questions about some certain players. So, nuclear atoms at FBL underscore atoms. Um, I currently have Laporte, Cancelo and Trent. 
is having Robertson alongside them provide to be too much of a risk, even with both teams having a nice run of fixtures. So we just discussed that. So would you double on City and Liverpool? Potentially, yeah. Uh, It's probably not what I'm going to do. And I think I'd have a few concerns about uh, Champions League, more specifically with City, I think. Um, But, I mean, as proven throughout the year, it's a viable strategy as long as you have a working bench that will hold you in good stead. I mean, Laporte and Cancelo have been ridiculous. They've done so well. And, I mean, we've just waxed lyrical about Trent and and Robbo. So, you know, I think I think you can more than gain from uh, points sufficient to to cover the odd rest that they might have due to other commitments. Yeah, I think in the short term the fixtures are also really good uh, up to up to the blank for for Liverpool and and City. City, City, and this is just clean sheets. And as you guys said, obviously, with with with, with the Liverpool wingers, they they're more like attackers. So, I mean, it, look, it's a lot of money. But there is a lot of uh, uh, players, uh, uh, low cost, that are delivering as well, whether it's in the forwards or midfielders. So, um, you know, at one stage I had a strong back five and I was happy with it. So I can see why, I can see that appeal. Um, Why not? You could always start with that and then switch to a double game week player when when more double game weeks are announced, if you, especially if you have the hair and goal and you're not interested in United defenders right now. Uh, Helen. Uh, hilacious 76. Uh, thinking ahead to game week 25, I only have De Gea. I do have KDB and Salado. I can get to Bruno with a minus eight, but is it worth it? Can't get Ronaldo. I'm not sure I want to go back there again. Ilanga, worth it for a free transfer? Question mark. I don't really want to lose KDB just yet. PJ, as our United, United resident expert, would you do a minus eight to go to Bruno and sell KDB? I, I certainly would not be. Um, advocating a minus eight to to get rid of KDB. That's that's madness considering he plays Norwich that game week. But I would certainly feel incredibly vulnerable without Bruno or Ronaldo in a double game week considering the captaincy swing. So I would, yeah, I, I would have to look and say, are there, is there are, are any other routes to that? See who United play. Rashford could be one person, obviously, with um, you know, people leaving for various reasons over the last kind of couple of weeks at Manchester United squad. I think I think Rashford um could looks looks to be kind of pretty secure as our kind of only suddenly kind of left-sided kind of forward. So I think he could be somebody who's obviously a little bit cheaper than either of those players and might start both those matches. So he's certainly someone I'd look at, or even dare I say it. I honestly think that Fred is really not that bad an option if you're looking at just a kind of short-term play. He's playing every game. He's playing alongside Bruno in a kind of um, kind of inverted triangle, what we've got going in our midfield. And he's he's getting forward and creating just as much as Bruno is. He's, he's you know, he's he's playing within within his limits, but I actually think from an FPL point of view, for about six million or whatever he is, you could do a lot worse than get him for a double game week. So he, he is a cheap though? rate option. <laughs> he's, he's, he's a cheap rate option. You know, he's, create, he's created six chances in uh, two game weeks, Kylie. You know, it was masterful his little chip forward for Alanga. You know, you mock him, but you know, you mock Dwight McNeil. Where's that got you? I didn't mock him. I didn't mock Dwight McNeil. <laughs> I just assumed. Oh, know. right. <laughs> I didn't. Oh. But you mock Trossard. Yeah, well, yeah, so, because I hate him. 
He's for absolutely good shit. So I never ever want yeah. to buy him again. Thank you. Absolutely shit. <laughs> so basically, I'm at minus eight to sell KDB and bring Bruno in. Just sounds troublesome. But for the 25, I mean, you could wait in 24 and then do it in 24 and 25. Hopefully, it's for less. I would imagine. Um, but if it's 20, minus eight for 25, completely, I, I done again minus eight. But I agree with you. Without Bruno or, or Ronaldo, it'd be a bit scary. So, yeah, tough one, Helen. Uh, Avnis Jasma at walkon7 underscore seven. Which player in your team is going to disappoint you the most for double game week 25? Kylie? What was Sorry, I was talking to you. Kylie, quite, the... quite clearly talking to a dog. <laughs> I know. That's why I, that's why I went to her. <laughs> sorry. sorry. <laughs> Which player... Which player in your team is going to disappoint in double game week 25? I mean, in truth, probably all of them, let's be honest. Um, I don't even know who's in my team at the moment. Do you have any faith left at this point, Kylie? Uh, no, 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 no. But the difference, the difference um, at the moment is that I'm so distracted with other things that um, I, I, I'm not, like, emotionally overwrought about it all. So if I look at my team... Do you need a minute with Bruno? Shall I, shall I jump in? It's not Bruno. Bruno, Bruno, it's Hugo. Hugo. Bruno, Bruno no, you don't, don't even know my child's name. Child? Um, we yes, don't talk he's about my fur Bruno. baby. No, 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 no. He's my fur baby. Hugo is his name. Anyway, let's get back to the pod. <laughs> Sanchez. I'll just dive in and cut across because I'm still going to own Sanchez and he lets me down every fucking week. He's not going to make any, uh, any difference in a double game week, is he? You know, Brighton, 99% of Brighton games are one-all draws. Yes. It's just What's so the question about 24 or 25? 25. Who would the oh. disappoint in double game week 25? Probably Ronaldo again. Um, yeah. Whilst we're there, let's just quickly touch on the Brighton double. PJ, what's your thoughts? United and Watford. I, I, I went from having three Brighton to one to none to one. Thought, looked at McAllister, looked at uh, Morpé at one stage, but then um, decided, no. W- what's your thoughts? I mean, it's Ignoring the Kings. I think, I think those black. games will be 1-1. So that means <laughs> that they're not going to keep a clean sheet and they're only going to score two goals. So, yeah, you know, who gets those two goals? Could be Mapai. The Watford game is obviously the one that is going to appeal to people. McAllister is posting some really good snaps at the moment. Yeah, he's the one that I So I think if you're on a wild card, and you can bench him this week, obviously, knowing that I think they're going to have and then another double kind of up soon as well. So for that yeah. price, I think I think McAllis is a good option. Uh, you know, I think I think Brighton will get chance. They always get chances, and one of those days, Brighton are you know going to going to score the kind of you know two, three, four. You, you, you never know. Will it be against Watford and Man United? I'm not sure. I'm not sure, <laughs> but uh, yeah. I, th- I think McAllis is a good option for Brighton. I probably wouldn't touch any of the other players. Maybe Mapai. Just because, yeah. But I can't see clean sheets from either of them. Watford have to score. Man United have to score. And Brighton don't keep clean sheets anyway. So I wouldn't be interested in their back line. Cool. Uh, well, that's all the serious uh, FBL questions. Uh, let's jump into some uh, some funny ones. Uh, my man, Donaka, at the big Bronowski. Br- Br- I don't know why I struggle with that. Uh, the five-letter word you feel best sums up your thoughts on the world of purchase. 
I'll hang up and listen. Thanks. Uh, yeah, not for me. You guys? That's not a five-letter word, Mark. That, that's why I said money, I would say. Money? Money. I mean, the guy sold out to mm. NYT. He's made much, a lot of money. That's much more, you know, that's much more somber than, than my word. What's your was, word? My word was just smile, Kylie, because it, it makes me smile. Just, well, how does just, it make you smile? Because I like, you know, I, I, I get I get the word and it's a really small achievement in my otherwise meaningless existence. And so <laughs> I do it just before bed and it just makes me smile before my head hits the covers. Yeah, but that, what's that got to do with the New York Times buying them out? Well, that wasn't the question that Don asked. Well, it, it was. was the question. It was the question that he I'd asked. I'd be honest, I just, just heard the last bit. I just, <laughs> the five little words I mean, word that, 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 that relates to the purchase of, me, of, of Wordle. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I should have. I should have paid more attention. <laughs> I would have had a much more jolly one because, as we know, I love Wordle like so much. I'm obsessed with it. But yeah, uh, it's okay. not. It's about. I'll change my answer then to just I don't know, shite, frown, <laughs> greed, greed. Greed. So he's, yeah. he's created something which is he's, he, he you know. deserves to get money it's from. Not it's not going to be free, viral, even, though, isn't it? It's still going to be free. It is. It is, but yeah. I suspect there will be advertising. And stuff the best, well. the best tweet that I saw about it is is this lady, and actually Don tagged me into it, and she said, um, "New York Times should make keep word or free, but charge people uh, money for posting their scores on Twitter." Absolutely, hundred <laughs> percent with you, hundred percent, or or make it a ten attempt and see how many people actually put ten attempts if they didn't get the first six. Anyways, let's move. Um, Amund at Nordic Magpie. Top three footballers with a height above two meters. I mean, this caused debate on Twitter alone. I'm gonna bag Bagsy Crouch because he's a Liverpool. He was a Liverpool player, and I'm a Liverpool fan, so I take Crouch. Um, the question is ridiculous because as we it's not ridiculous. There are almost no footballers who's anyone heard of who are actually over the hey, required hey, hey. height cause, of cause six foot. Pantilimo, it was a legend at Sunderland. No, so I, I'm gonna answer <laughs> I, I my, my initial. My initial answer, which I thought would please Amund until I actually realised how tall two metres is, <laughs> is, is, a, is from his home country, the Norwegian legend that is John the Giant Carew, uh, who I don't, you'll probably remember Mars, because yes. word, word will mean nothing to Kylie. But, um, Brilliant player. Yeah, and he was a legend. Um, uh, I, we used to um, buy him on like kind of we always get him on our teams on kind of like FIFA when I was at uni because he was like the tallest player in the game oh it doesn't matter now does it right so my extremely well thought out answer uh is a northern Irish soccer player who is uh six believe you just said soccer five yeah, Can't I know. You said soccer. Sorry, it's just be- do you know why? It's because I'm looking at a Wikipedia page about him, so I just read that. <laughs> His name is Jason Mooney. Can you guess why I chose him? No clue whatsoever. Never heard of him. I, I can't think. Has he got the same surname as your dog? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Yep. So he is two meters and four centimeters so we've got even a little bit of extra room there my original choice would have been crouch but since you claimed him Mars, i went for uh, someone else oh look he's only I mean, it, feel, it feels like you just looked him up today and you don't know anything about him 
Well, quite clearly, <laughs> well, because I did well, just say I was looking someone at his who Wikipedia made page. a difference to my childhood, and I want the answer of a giant John Carew to stand. You, you he's only five centimetres off. Yeah, he doesn't fit the clear criteria. You can do a lot with five centimetres. It doesn't matter. It, it, <laughs> I mean, I'm not even going to touch that one. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> That that burn is two centimeters off. He's a midget compared to these two meter guys. Exactly. I yeah. actually met the requirements of the question. Me it's too. not my fault. Anyway, I, I did research. Let's move. Uh, Raja Raja Gopal at uh, Raj underscore twenty four oh four. Uh, we're not going to ask his original question because that's just going to get get us in troubles. In trouble. Uh, stuck on an island with three FBI accounts. You despise the most. Who are they? No, let's just pick one account that you'll take to a desert island with you. I claim Dave. Ooh, he's a terrible. You claim is, Dave. Is he, he uh, can't cook though. He's, he's setting his house on fire. He cheated. He can't do anything. That's a brave choice. I think you'd kill each other with <laughs> that. That is a brave choice. <laughs> we, we probably, we probably would. <laughs> we probably would. But he is amusing, and I, I still think that he'd be more able at uh, certain. Island dwelling survival. I'm taking. Than I I'm am. taking Donaka just because I love him and uh, we'll be alone. So good. PJ, who always you the take? same. Always my boy Moose. Oh Moose, yes, of course, of course. What do you mean who, Kylie? Who? Take uh, that back. Who? Oh, Take don't, that don't, back. Don't, don't, no, don't, don't. FBL Canuck. He's, he's, not, what, what? he's not the greatest oh, right. on Twitter. Well, Canadian he's the greatest yes. human being on Twitter. Okay, but you you, you said no, moose, that's his, that's his so we're like uh, you know, hilarious guy, a really nice guy in DM as well. Uh, right, um, Benny Blanco at Benny underscore Blanco. If we don't mention Game Week Thirty Nine, I'll get some threats and get phone calls and this and that. Uh, PJ, in thirty seconds, summarize Game Week Thirty Nine, please. It is happening the weekend after the last game of the season, hence its eponymous name of Game Week 39. It's a North versus South charity football match in aid of Street Child United, Saturday 28th, this May, in Birmingham. Go to the uh, at GW39FPL handle, buy tickets, just come and watch a bunch of absolute dickheads, try and play football, and then come and all get pissed at us afterwards. It's a great event, great cause, and I can't recommend it enough. That said, don't read too much into what can only be described as some aggressive memes that are exchanging hands on Twitter right now. I thought Pink Green absolutely floored the North. Fantastic meme. Fantastic. Uh, but yeah. The South hasn't even turned up to the meme game yet. But anyway, uh, it's, uh, a long, it's a long way to go. Did, right? let's, no, let's, not, no. let's not go there. Pink Green's not even playing. He's pried it, off. It, irrelevant. He's from the South. We killed it. Um, but yes, great, great. Shout and hopefully, uh, hopefully I'll be there. I'm gonna try and come down and drive Rockstar with me uh, up. Yeah, right, cool. Um, that's all we have time for for the questions. Thank you all. Uh, always fun. Um, let's move into captains and transfers. So obviously I'm on wildcard. Any transfers, Kylie? I genuinely haven't made a decision. It's entirely possible that I will actually hold this week. Um, I'm less concerned about, about this week, but I do have Ramsdale and uh, Martinelli and a less than stellar bench. So while it's not necessarily a problem for their game against Wolves this week, it's it's an obvious problem for game week 25. Uh, and then, of course, game week 27 as well. So it is probably going to be a case of me trying to hold 
back on a, on a transfer. I'm quite keen to see how some teams play this week. I probably want to have a look at United to decide what I want to do as far as their double as well. So I'm, I'm hoping to just kind of use two transfers, maybe three with a hit um, for, for game week 25 and go from there. As far as captain is concerned, I will probably go with De Bruyne. Yeah, great. I think De Bruyne is a fantastic option if you've got him this week. Um, I, yeah, I agree. Um, I, and I kind of want to roll just because obviously we've got kind of doubles and, it, you know, if I was going to bring in somebody this week, it would be with an eye on the doubles. But obviously, I can't bring in a Bryson player because they don't bloody play. And I can't really get to a kind of Man United player. I've already got Bruno there. I'm not that desperate to get anyone else. So I think probably I am going to try and roll. I'll probably captain Bowen, to be honest. He is um, a great shout. Know, yeah. against, against Watford. Um, but I might end up making one transfer because I still have, I've still got Dennis and King. And that would give me four players in that Watford-Norwich match. Watford-Norwich, Watford-West uh, Ham match. Three of which I don't really want. My strike force is just bollocks. I've, I've managed to get like five green hours in a row with a strike force of Dennis Antonio. <laughs> How is that even? Well, possible? I mean, I have Dennis Antonio. So, Pleasure, uh, so yeah. it's not like a. Well, I mean, no strikers are performing. That's why. Obviously, my midfield has been absolutely banging of late, which is which is great. But yeah, those those strikers just absolutely appalling. So. Yeah, I, I, I might need to move one of those on, and it would definitely be Dennis as a three if I, you know, if I can. But I don't know who to. I really have no idea. So yeah, no idea, Marcy. Just like your wildcard. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, well, I, I know who I'm bringing in. Uh, Captain wise, it's interesting. It depends. If I have KDB, he'll definitely be in there. Um, otherwise, yeah. I mean, Bowen is a good. Bowen is a good shout. Um, or, or, or Jota, if Salah's not back, Liverpool versus Leicester, something like that. Trent, it's, it's, it's interesting in 24 because there's not an obvious uh, standout captain. Uh, but yeah, cool. So that's all we have time for. Thank you all for listening. I've been Mars at Mars05. She's been Kylie at Kylie FPL. He's been PJ at Hindu Monkey. We've been the Three Amigos at the Three Amigos FPL. Follow us on that account. Like, and give us a four or five star rating if you like what you what what we've shared. That's all we ask for. Uh, yeah, continue to stay safe. Continue to ignore the government. They lie all the time. Adios, amigos. One for each other and all for one. The three brave amigos are we. Brother to brother and everyone. A brave amigo.